Hello, everybody, and welcome to um, Strongcast. Akareem, you're going to time this with your host, Armstrong Williams. And man, you can stay here, Aaron. Just close the door. Just stay in here. Uh, it's, it's just um, one of those days. So Lois Johnson is a... Uh, Kareem's going to participate, too. So you pull up a chair. He's going to... No, don't you want to wait? No, 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 no. This is how we work it. Open the door. You want to get a chair, Kareem. Pull up a chair. Yeah. Leave the door open. Um... So, Lois Johnson, you want to turn your mics on. All the mics are on. Lois Johnson is our is our guest, um, United Securities Financial. Uh, Lois, um, you want to... So, let's talk about um, the power of what really creates wealth in America, especially uh, for um, young people. Now, sure, Michael. Uh, so, what we're gonna do is, um, sure, Michael Singleton and Kareem Nuri is joining the conversation. You need to get close together, like your brothers, like your bonding. Get close, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Side by side. Here we go. I love it. So, Kareem, I want to start with Kareem. Um, Kareem had a goal in 2018 of buying a car. That's what the goal was. He thought that would be progress for him. But he ended up buying a home. Um, And our very special guest, all the way from Salt Lake City, Utah, who runs a billion-dollar company, United Security Financial, out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, Lois Johnson started out um, doing the books for a church, and then she um, translated that into a loan officer and to the point where she became a mortgage broker, and then she realized that people just could not get loans while she was did a great job of selling. When it came down to the bottom line, getting somebody to approve the loan, it became just an issue. And so she decided, and she found that her own mortgage company, United Securities Financial, where she sort of broke down those barriers, giving people an opportunity who otherwise would not qualify, special programs to make that work. So Kareem, talk about what was it like for you when you realized the possibility that you could own a home, when it was something that was never part of your plans or things that you wanted to accomplish in 2018? Uh, I mean, it was really, it was really exciting uh, for me. I'm the youngest of seven, so I've never really had my my own space, and so it's it's been really exciting just getting used to you know opening the door and it's it's all mine, and it's I can spread out as much as I want to. No one can tell me what to do. <laughs> What was it like, though, having United Security Financial involved? You look for other mortgage companies. But what was it about United Security Financial that made it work, and you found it so smooth, and and you were surprised at how quickly you were able to close the loan? Yeah, everyone was friendly. They are very responsive. Whenever I had a question or I was confused about something, um, I was corrected with uh, gently. <laughs> and it, oh, but that's a very important point because there's so much you just did not know. Right. I mean, it was my first foray into you know home ownership. So I'd ask my my siblings who also own homes for just you know any any pointers they had, and they gave me the little bit of knowledge that they had, but it was still just a different a different situation. And so every time I reached out to um, the person who was handling my my transaction, they were always very responsible, very responsive, 
very helpful. Um, and I appreciated it. And what did you learn about the process that you can share with others uh, who want to someday own a piece of America? That's what I call owning a home, owning a piece of America. Uh, make sure your credit is good. Um, I, I had actually started on a whim, just started looking into my credit and wanting to improve it uh, about a year and a half before this all happened. So once the opportunity presented itself, everything was in order. Um, my credit was high enough that I got a decent interest rate and you know I wasn't concerned with having to pay any kind of extra fees or anything like that. So. Now, Shermichael is interesting because Shermichael probably is, in terms of his generation, Shermichael, how old are you? 27. He would probably be in the top 1% of earn, income earners in the country. And yet, because he's been able to create this wealth and this career for himself, he's often talked about owning his own home, but he's been hesitant. And it would be interesting for you to get into a dialogue with Lois about owning a home because I guarantee you by the time this, because this is a different kind of podcast. This is a podcast to convince your generation it's time to buy a home. You know, you hear all these kind of podcasts, but this would be very empowering. You heard Kareem, however briefly, he said a lot in the brevity of this conversation. And so what I want to do is talk about with you, because your barrier is not your credit score. It's not that you don't can't put down the money because you can put it down mm -hmm. and you can live anywhere in the world that you want to, but you probably want to live in Washington, D.C. But yet someone like Kareem, who did not have um, to the point where you are the kind of financial resources um, that you have, has taken flight and owns his own home. And so, what, what, Lois, what do you, what do you, what do you see um, in terms of why do you think people are so hesitant in buying a piece of barrack? Is it because they don't want to take the risk? They don't want the responsibility because that's not Shermichael's issue. Is it because of the unknown what Kareem just discussed? I believe um, it's because of the fact that it's lack of knowledge of what you can get from home. Uh, they told on the media what they've said about can't get into a home unless maybe you have it down, uh, but they don't really give you the benefits from all. Now, good, if, good now, so that's interesting, Lois, because I have, well, actually, I think probably a great majority of my friends who are around my age or a little younger, um, even the ones that are married, they all make like really good money. Lawyers, uh, they're policy folks, they work for lobbying firms, and these are 27, 28, 29-year-olds, and they're making two, three hundred thousand, and they don't own a home or condo or anything yet. And when we talk about it, it's just like, yeah, I, I'm going to eventually buy something, but now it's just not a focus. They're more focused on career and saving and saving more and more money. Um, what, 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 do you, what do you think about What What are your thoughts on that? The same. They have lack of knowledge. When you're making three to four hundred thousand mm -hmm. um, dollars, and you're just trying to save money, that's a good thing. But they don't realize if they have a home, then um, they're acquiring equity into the home, which mm -hmm. you you can never save as much as the equity that increases in home ownership. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, um, they have tax breaks have a home. Mm -hmm. um, you get a deduction, uh, interest deduction. Mm -hmm. um, 
I believe that. Uh, it's unawareness because they don't have the information that they should have that will help them mm-hmm. uh, in the way of acquiring wealth. Uh, and certainly the tax deduction, deductions is, place a lot on your income. Mm-hmm. That two to four hundred thousand dollars that they're making uh, will be deduction as far as interest taxes. Uh, they're saving, but they cannot save fast enough to actually buy a home. I'm sure they don't want to pay cash for it. No, I think like I know like one of my friends. We were just talking about this over the weekend. Um, he's, he's a journalist. And he does very well, and we were both on television together, and we were just randomly talking about it. And he was looking at some homes. He and his fiance, and they have like a price point. And we were talking about the twenty percent that you mentioned. And I think their goal is to save two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash. And I think right now he was telling me they're at around $90,000 in cash. So he thinks in about another year or two, with the, both of their incomes combined, they should be able to m- match what they their goal is. And then he said they're planning to buy the house then. That couple is uh, unaware of the benefits of owning a home or even buying a home because they're going to uh, pay rent for two years. Mm-hmm. So they've paid someone else's house payment, mm-hmm. and they're getting a deduction for the interest that they're paying. And the couple who are paying rent, they receive nothing once they move out of the house. But once they realize that if they were paying that rent on a home that they are buying, and maybe it's not their final home, mm-hmm. but it at least if they're making a payment on a home that they own, then they could sell that home and uh, realize the profit from that home to buy this home that they're buying in two years. So, so, but, so what advantages, though, would it give a younger person if you are able to save that kind of money to put down towards a home? Like, What are the advantages of that? Well, really and truly, um, your payment could be lower. But uh, if they're making really good money, the interest that they're paying on the loan that they will acquire um, is tax deductible. There's not a whole lot of things that you can deduct that is deductible from your income taxes other than uh, the interest and the real estate taxes that you're paying on your home. Of course, you have business expenses, but you're making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. You need as much deduction as possible. In addition to that, um, you're creating wealth, mm-hmm. and you can take the money out of the home that you sell, and I have the down payment. You can keep that money that you have saved and put it into the home that you're buying. Or maybe even use it for an automobile. Um, Kareem indicated that he was going to buy a car. Mm-hmm. And perhaps you you will do the same thing. But if you buy a home mm-hmm. uh, and properties, real estate properties, are the values are increasing, 
if you buy a home or are buying a home, then that equity in that real estate is going to increase. You can refinance that house, take the money out of that home, mm-hmm. and pay cash for your car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You cannot deduct interest that you pay on a car off right. of your income taxes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the money that you save, save it and do the things that you have to do on a cash basis that you cannot write the interest off. Mm-hmm. That it's makes good sense. to have a savings, but don't put a lot of money down on a house. Put as, so as talk a, about that, Lois, so because it, it, I guess maybe it is a misconception that you have to have that 20%, because D.C. is expensive. And when I talk to a lot of my friends, they, they're looking at an $800,000 house, and they're thinking, you know, I need to put 20% down on this $800,000 house, so I need to save more money before I think about buying something. While D.C. is um, an expensive place to live, however, um, you're paying rent. Yeah, that's true. So you're paying somebody's payment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And basically, depending on where you're renting, uh, your payment won't be too much more than what you're paying in (laughs) rent, paying for someone else. So... um, don't wait. Don't pay for somebody else's because when you walk away from that home, all you are going to have um, is a lot of rental receipts. Right. When you buy it, you don't have to walk away. You can sell it and um, realize the profit. Or you can keep it and rent it right. out. So, So how much would you... Because I've looked at your website and I've seen you guys have where there are grant pos- you know, grant options for first-time buyers. Uh, how much, if you are a younger person, Lois, would you say you have a decent credit score? Let's say it's 715. I'm just throwing out a random number. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much would you say with a score like that would you need to put down for a decent home? Uh, a decent home, and, and I heard you say 800000 and right I'm, in DC, yeah, that's at least DC. in this Capitol Hill area, it's pretty pricey. Um, if you're not in a jumbo category, then um, if you're within the FHA and Fannie Mae mm-hmm. range, I'm familiar with, uh-huh. then uh, FHA you you only have to pay three and a half percent. Mm-hmm. If that home price is uh, within the FHA range, you can get a grant. It depends on your income in the meet in the medium area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With um, Fannie Mae, Fannie Mae have payments as low as five percent down. Uh, but there again, it depends on the area that you're in. You know the range. If um, Fannie Mae is if Fannie Mae uh, lending limits are within that house range, mm-hmm. then you can get it as low as 3% down. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if it's within FHA's range, we can give you a down payment assistance, whereas there's zero down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, could you talk a little bit about, because I didn't even know this. Like This is news to me. And I, was, I, was, I was just talking about this yesterday because... I have saved a significant amount of money for a house. I was just telling him I had to 
pay out something to help someone. And I was telling him how irritated I was. I had to go into my investment account to pull out of my house money to help this person. <laughs> and he told me, you know what, this needs to be it because you're too generous. Uh, but we were sort of laughing about it. But I was just saying, you know, I'm thankful that I'm in the position to do that. But I didn't know all of these other possibilities because in my mind, I've always pictured, okay, this is the kind of house I want to buy for the first time. I make great income. I have a really good credit score. I've saved a significant amount of money. Uh, and now I think in within this time period is when I want to buy it. But all these other possibilities, I didn't even know about. I mean, I worked at HUD. I had a pretty general idea of FHA, Fannie Mae, et cetera. But when, at least when I was there and I looked at some of the people who were qualified for that, I would always say, oh, no, I'd probably make way too much money uh, to qualify for a loan. I'll probably have to go through a regular bank like a Wells Fargo or Bank of America or something. But now it seems like that's not even the case. That is not the case. That's media misleading you. I listen to the same media that you're listening to, and they, I says, well, they're really giving out incorrect information because you do not need 20% down, and your income is not, there's not an income um, limit as far as FHA and Fannie Mae, mm-hmm. and they all have lower down payments you know mm-hmm. you said that you keep your credit score really good yeah, that's and very that is me. very important mm-hmm. but uh, i will say on this and, and and don't you know just don't pay any attention to it but i'm just giving you information yeah, sure, of that you need to know mm-hmm. it's good to keep your credit as clean as possible mm-hmm. um, you do not have to have to have a 750 fico score mm-hmm. FHA uh, will go down as low uh, as in the high fives. Really? And that's good for some struggling families, uh-huh. et cetera. Yeah. Right. Now, mm-hmm. the lender might require at least 620, mm-hmm. but FHA guidelines says that they'll go in the high fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we would like to have it as high Highest. as possible. Mm-hmm. These are limits that we put on there. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a good savings history, mm-hmm. then we might take a lower FICO score, especially mm-hmm. if you're current on all of your obligations within the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. You listen to Strong Cats, Armstrong Williams, Strong Cats, Lois Johnson, founder and CEO of United Securities Financial. We've got Sher Michael Singleton, Kareem Nuri, talking about issues that really matter to everyday young people. Not young people, you guys are kind of old young people. <laughs> okay, Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, this is a fascinating. Listen, I'm in awe of the conversation because people need to have the right motivation. And listen, Lois, tell them why it's so important to do it when they're young, so they can really, really enjoy that investment. It's it's really important that you do it while you're young. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps you create wealth. Uh, you, you indicated that you were struggling. Uh, maybe to help someone Mm -hmm. because of the fact you're trying to save money. Mm -hmm. Well, if you invest in real estate, right there you're saving money Mm -hmm. because you're building up equity in these properties. I would say some some of you younger adults should invest in um, income property. you, you can you can like buy, as a group or no yourself individually okay uh, you can invest in um, one to four units you could 
do a fourplex or duplex or triplex. Mm -hmm. um, they will pay, your tenants will pay for that unit for you. Mm -hmm. So if just say if you live in one of them, then basically you won't have to pay any rent because the tenants are going to make that payment for you. And then in addition to that, it's a business investment and it's a tax write-off. Yeah, that's really, really interesting, Lois. And your company could do all of this. We can do for, all for, of that. For the people who would be listening. Because I've even told one of my friends, uh, he and his wife are getting ready to move and they're looking to buy a house. And we were actually talking about you after we had that conversation a few weeks ago. And he said, really? I said, man, I'm telling you, this lady is incredible. <laughs> you got to give her company a call. <laughs> so I took a picture of your card and sent it to him. And I think they're thinking of moving later this fall. And so he's going to be reaching out uh, because they're trying to figure out what all of their options are. And they've saved, you know, a little bit of money, but they just had a kid. Um, the wife just finished graduate school. So they're both still paying off undergrad and now they're you know they have her graduate debt that they're paying off as well and he was just thinking man you know, there's no way we can move right now to buy a house because we have the new baby we have debt that we're paying off etc cetera, etc cetera. and i said no i think <laughs> lois johnson might be able to help you guys i could uh, this is the time for him to move buy a home and in maybe a year or so because real estate is increasing the values are increasing mm -hmm. and they could refinance that home that they invest in and pay those school debts off so Lose, you're convincing me for you how much so you know the for the young adults who who would traditionally be thinking of just renting a spot and you know keeping themselves keeping their mobility how much more legwork does it take to actually find a home or like a duplex or triplex to purchase as opposed to just finding an apartment for them in the same um here in uh, your city, I'm not absolutely sure of the availability of properties that you can invest in. But as far as the work, it wouldn't be any more than a single-family loan. Uh, it might You might be able to find something out a little ways, you know, but a lot of people here do live outside of the city. But we don't want people to think that you're just speaking for D.C. because you're national. You cover the United States. This applies no matter where you are, and you probably have a better opportunity of doing this with lesser cost if you live in a place in the South, in the Midwest, where it's less costly. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you can, well, you get with a good realtor, they will be able to find you um, a one to four units. And if you, um, whether you're married um, or single, but while you're saving that money, trying to increase your savings, put that money into an investment property. And if you're renting, you stay in one of those units yourself. Well, that makes sense. Lois. And you won't have to pay any rent. Um, you won't have to make a payment. Your tenants will, and you will realize enough from your rental income to make that payment. Not only can you uh, save the money that you were saving, saving, you can you can save some of the money um, that you're paying rent. Mm -hmm. You put that in the bank. 
Real yeah, estate like, will uh, is a good way to create uh, wealth. Yeah, I mean, as as a personal anecdote, like I said, I, I just moved earlier this year, and I was renting a let's say a garden level apartment, and uh, my mm-hmm. sister had mentioned when I first moved in that I was probably paying the the landlady's mortgage, and when I moved, you know, including utilities and the HOAs, I probably paid three hundred dollars more than I was paying in rent. But it's, you know, it's mine, which is a huge difference. And the interest that you're paying is tax deductible. Well, I already know I'm paying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've seen it. Well, you know, I'm not complaining because complaining, I'm the beneficiary of all that. So you won't get any complaints out of me. In fact, I've always had through my life people pay my mortgages. Even the mortgage I live in in my luxury home that's the whole game and it's not exploitation the bottom line i've encouraged sure michael to go out and buy a place but i don't yeah. know why he's so stubborn about it but, no, co- but, I, but i've been thinking about it ever since that first meeting with lois i've actually been going online looking up like single family places like outside of dc of course and i've been doing the math and that's i've been thinking like okay no 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 i haven't i've actually been seriously thinking about it trying to figure out do i want to stay here where do I want to live? Where's my career okay, taking you me? A place in Dallas? I did. I still own that place. I still own that place, and I want to sell it because my best friend is moving to um uh, Hollywood actually next month in May. Yeah, he and his wife is now moving to Hollywood. So, Lois, I bought a place, and one of my best friends from middle school he just got married last year, and so I had he and his wife move into this place that I got, and my mom like well she doesn't manage it if per se, but my mother lives in Dallas, so she checks on it or whatever. Um, but the plan initially, my mother wanted me to move back to Dallas, got this place, and I don't think that's going to happen. And so now I feel like I'm stuck in this place that I don't even want. And Why Armstrong did tell me not to buy it. <laughs> Why are you selling it, though? Because I don't live in Dallas. Yeah, and Armstrong told me I should have property that's close to where I am. You're creating wealth there. Uh, somebody is making that payment for you. You can refinance that Home. Already? Because I've only, sure it's only been, what, seven months? Seven, seven months, months, I believe. It hasn't been that long, Lord. Well, six months is all you need. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, you can refinance that home and take um, your equity out of it and still rent that property, continue to rent that property. And see, the first two months, I think it was the first two months, I was paying my rent here and the rent for, remember, I'm sure, because I couldn't find anybody to rent it to. And so I don't want to. You can write that off. I hope you did write that off on your taxes this year. No, I didn't write that off. I didn't know I could do that. You can. Absolutely. All the upkeep on it. Oh, um, I am. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> you can claim the taxes, real estate taxes that you pay on there. So go and amend your tax return. I'm definitely going to do that. And not that, only Lewis. that, keep this in mind. On my, main, my primary residential unit, I can't get any write-offs until I sell it. On your investment properties, you can get it immediately. That's the beauty of an investment property. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's absolutely correct. I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> amend my taxes <laughs> that I'm paying for now. <laughs> I'm sure God. that you've done some upkeep on the house as well. Well, it's a condo. It's, 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 a, it's a new condo. condominium that's not too far from um, where the uh, Mavericks play. They, they're, they're building a whole bunch of new buildings. Oh, that's sweet then. Well, it's a condo, so you can write the condo fee. See, I didn't know that, Lois. You're telling me a lot of stuff here today. A lot of stuff. Well, I, I, I love helping people. Somebody helped me, so 
That's why I'm in the position that I'm in now. Um, But I learned early that real estate investments is a very good investment. Well, I know I want to buy. Creates wealth. And I know, as I told you when we met before, I'm thinking like early next year. That's the timeline I've given myself. I got a couple other things I want to mark off my list first. And then I'm thinking, okay, early next year, that's that's the time. Well, if you buy something, it doesn't have to be your permanent residence. Mm-hmm. If you buy something that's, you know, livable, something mm-hmm. nice, um, you can sell it. Unless, or you, you can rent it out when you get ready to make your final if, move. If I buy something like early next year, do you recommend me doing a home or a condo? And I'm only asking because with, with my line of work, I don't know where in the world I'll be <laughs> two years from now. Well, it's like this. If if you buy something that's in a desirable area, mm-hmm. buy a single-family home. If you should relocate, um, it should be very easy to get it sold. Okay. And if you don't sell it, then rent it out. Okay. It's it's a tax write off, and so that's more beneficial than looking into a, a condo person. Well, I think so. You're gonna okay. have to pay a condo, condo fee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, this is good information, Lois. This is re- I, I didn't know this stuff. Like some of the stuff I just had no idea about. I, and and you would know, especially list listening to the media with the twenty percent. <laughs> I keep saying that because I wanted people to know that you don't have to have 20 percent yeah and i did not know that i have to tell you like i that's why it's always been in my mind if i'm looking at houses that that's in this ballpark i have to save x amount percent of the total cost of this home so there's another aspect of this that i really want kareem really explain what his mentality on self-worth and self-esteem what it was before he bought the home what happens to him now that he owns a home <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Part part of me doesn't feel that different, but Armstrong always says that he can see the difference. But um, as as the time has gone by, it's just like you you get another. I'll say a deeper level. You know that that there's a particular level of stability underneath you. Um, and you know when you come up every day and you put that key in the door, it's not to place you're renting. It's your own home, and you know it's it's yours. And like you wake up in the morning, you look around. Walk upstairs, downstairs, open cabinets. It's all. It all belongs to you. So when you step out in the world, it just like you have. You feel like you have a little more behind you than you would otherwise. Uh, I think that he is so proud of being a homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> when I came here the last time, I I wasn't absolutely sure that his loan was completed, and I says, mm-hmm. "Well, how is it going on your loan?" He says, "Oh, I, I'm already in my home." <laughs> <laughs> and today, when I came in, he told me, he says, I got my first um, my couch and my, my chair. Yeah, my first my couch room. and chair. So he is just so proud of being a homeowner. You know, I, I put it like this. You know, um, I own a lot of homes around the world. And, and it's not to be braggadocious, but, <laughs> and why do I say that? I don't know anything else. I don't, there's nothing that I spend more than several hours in that I don't own. 
whether it's my building, my offices, my home. It's, yeah. it's just, that's just my mentality. I just don't. When I travel abroad, I stay in properties that I own. It's different when you stay in your own home. There's a sense of value that you have. There's a sense of confidence that you have. You know you got to take care of it. You treat it as if you're married. Yeah. I mean, it becomes Absolutely. a part of you. If you're not married to it, then, well, somebody can fix that. Well, I'm not going to worry about that. I'll let that linger. But when it's your home, you want to take care of it. You want it to look good. Because just like somebody like Schermacher, Schermacher is very neat, very organized, and likes very tasteful, classy things. But if you think that's one thing, wait until you get in Because when you paint, you know it's permanent. You don't have to change it. And you know right. when you put your furniture in there, you don't ever have to move that furniture again unless you want to. I mean, that's, that's a true. big deal. Absolutely. Your small thing is a big deal. And you don't have to worry about, well, is my lease going to expire? Is this a problem? You don't have to worry about the landlord. It's your responsibility to take care of it. And what it does for you, it forces you go out to go out in the marketplace to create more wealth, to make more money, to make sure that house never suffers. You won't have everything you deserve in that house. It's a whole different mindset. Well, that too. I, w I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it forces you to do so, but it definitely motivates one to get out there and get some more for themselves because, you know, when, when you hear about wealthy people in this country or around the world, a lot of the, what undergirds their wealth is property. So then once, you know, you get that first one, you know, it's possible to get the second or the third or the fourth. Yeah, every wealthy person I know, and I know a whole lot of wealthy people, they all own multiple properties, yeah. all of them. Okay, so you're striving <laughs> to be wealthy, so Absolutely. that's your start. It is, Lois, it is. Real estate. This has been the um, strong cast. I want people to know Lois is, is very humble and such a down-to-earth person, but so blessed. But she runs a billion-dollar company. You need to understand that. It's a billion-dollar enterprise. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 in the, and in the interest of Lois, I mean, because, I mean, it's amazing. We met Lois through Bernard Brooks, my very good friend, and I sort of feel like I stole it from Bernard. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. As we wrap up the Stromcast, tell our listeners how you got started to become the person you are today from your days in the church. Okay. I, I lived in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I relocated to Salt Lake City to be a member of a church. Uh, a tent meeting came to town in Indianapolis, and I just came out. Uh, it was so good. I came out uh, to see how it was in Salt Lake, and um, the church was pastored by a Dr. Rosemary Cosby. I came out to visit, but I I stayed all day. <laughs> I re My family and I relocated to Salt Lake, and we became members of the church. The church was in need of a um, business manager, so I worked in accounting in uh, Indianapolis, and I was also a realtor, so I just volunteered to be that uh, business manager of the church. The church was experiencing a little bit of financial difficulties, and we needed a commercial loan, so my pastor was used to doing that and all by herself and carrying on the services and everything, so I, I volunteered to help. I was taught by her on my first commercial loan, and she was a very good teacher. I went from there... Um, into real estate, and of course, I didn't know a lot of people except the members of my church. Um, I sold lots of real estate. Um, 
to different people there. Uh, I could sell the real estate, but I couldn't get a loan. So I decided to go into uh, the mortgage companies and apply for I didn't really have to apply. I was a good realtor, so there was a lady there uh, in that company that asked me if I wanted to be a loan officer. Um, so I just figured, well, I can do I can do this, but I still wanted to maintain my real estate license, and she allowed me to do that, and I started off and just took off. Um, was a very good lady, and I don't think I've ever told this before, but um, it was a woman president of the company, and um, she sat me in her office, and she says, I want you to sit in my office um, and train because I'm going to make you the best. And I did that for probably about a year. I sat in her office working directly with her. And I was her star because I, w I, I was the highest producer on her team. Um, later on, uh, she went back to VA to be the director of VA, and she placed me in another company. And I just, but now I studied to show myself approved. I just kept going, and everywhere I worked, I was always bringing something to the companies that they didn't know because I was trained by the best. Dr. Cosby and her, the lady with the company I worked for, was her name was Bonnie. So, um... I was able to get my customers' loans, um, and then I was able to help some of the other loan officers get their customers' loans approved. I couldn't understand why they were turning their customers away, and I could get my customers through. So every Every now and then, I would approach those loan officers. Um, I wanted to know, why did you turn these people down? You worked with them for a long time, so why did you turn them down? And, well, the underwriter turned them down. Don't you know how to object to the underwriter? And I, I would look at their files, and oftentimes I would say, give that file to me. Let me see if I could help the person. And nine times out of ten, I was able to help that person. And then um, other companies would come to me uh, when I worked for them, and they, how did you get this person approved? Or they'd send the other people to me. So I just um, realized, well, something's wrong with this picture. If I can get all these loans approved for someone else in their company, perhaps I can do this on my own. So I... Uh, just got my own company, not knowing exactly awesome. what I was doing, but I just trusted in the Lord that he would give it to me because, you know, I read everything I could read, um, and I had an accounting background as well, so I just figured it out with the help of the Lord, so here I am today. Thank you, Lois Johnson. Thank you, Kareem. Thank you, Sherk Michael. This has been Strong Cast. Have a good day.